This, 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 this is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Efren and Reap. I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron and Reap Show. Three, they're coming out of the hills to conquer the world. You think your little Euro trash ride can beat my American muscle? John Reap and his mullet mafia pit muscle against import in an epic three-round battle for a $10,000 paycheck. She's going to ram that American muscle all the way down your throat. Don't mess with rednecks, man. Are you faster than a redneck? Bring it on. Catch a special preview after the trucks race. February 22nd, only on speed. Heffron and Reap. Shameless plugs. The Birmingham Stardome, March 8th through 9th. Probably when I go from there to Dallas. Uh, Fort Worth Hyenas. I'll be there March 15 and 16. Uh, and then I got a little time off. And then I'm going to uh, Virginia Beach. Funny Bone, April 5 and 6. And then from there, it's going to be all Tennessee dates. Zanies Comedy Club in Nashville, April 11 through 13. April 18 through 20, I'll be in Chattanooga at the Comedy Catch. And then April 25 through 27, I'll be in Knoxville at Side Splitters. Your turn, buddy. All right, uh, this month, March, right? We're in March already? This month, uh, March 14 through the 16th, I will be at the Comedy Works in Denver. Uh, the one that, that's not downtown, the other one. It confuses me every time I go. But yeah, the one that's at the, the landmark or whatever. Yes, exactly. So I'll be there the 14th through the 16th. The 21st through the 24th, you can see me at the Cincinnati Funny Bone, which is uh, actually in Kentucky. And then April 4th through the 5th, I will be in San Jose, uh, California. And do you know how to get there? Uh, I do know the way to San Jose. Okay. And then May uh, 9th through the 11th, all you peeps in Atlanta, uh, I will be at the Punchline. That's May 9th through the 11th. And you can get all the dates that me and John will be at if you go to HeffernReap.com. Just click on the show thingy, and usually all our dates are up there. And uh... Heffron and Reap. Subject change. In Atlanta, I was just in uh, Cartersville, Georgia, right outside of uh, Atlanta, about 45 minutes or so. And um, Jamie Bindle, you know, he's a, the club owner there, right? You know yeah. Jamie, right? Yeah. He was, uh, because when I got this theater gig, I thought, well, let's make sure it's cool with Jamie because I don't want to burn a bridge, you know, I don't want him to get mad that I played somewhere that's basically his neck of the woods without telling him. <laughs> right. You know, sounds very mafia-esque. But anyway, I called, you know, I called him. I said, hey, I got this opportunity for a big theater gig in Cartersville. He's like, yeah, let me open up for you. So uh, I'm like, okay, cool. And Jamie does stand up, um, you know. He's funny. He's uh, he's almost like Carson-esque. Like if Johnny Carson were alive today, uh, Jamie Bindle is almost like that. He wears a suit. He's very well manicured. He does his jokes like a monologue. It's great. Crowds love him. Safe, clean. Um, but DJ Mark Walter, my agent, told him the wrong time. So the show was supposed to start at 7. He thought it was at 7.30. And so he was literally like 15 minutes late. And um, I had to dock his pay. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the coolest thing about Jamie? This is, uh, you know, he owns a great comedy club and he does other stuff. That dude owns, and I hope I'm not, well, it's not like it's, he owns a rec basketball league. What? Like, you know those leagues that, you, you know, you play if you're like, hey, I'm, you know, over 35 league or whatever, you're, you know, your yeah. your law firm has a basketball team and you guys play against other, you know, right. teams. He owns one of those in that area. I didn't know that. I knew he had like a car dealership. No, or he owns a basketball league. I think it's like that's. 
I want to own something like that. That's why I want us to own a a a roller derby team. Oh yeah. Or yeah. why can't we own like a league or something? I'm telling you. Yeah, interesting. That's some baller. That's some baller I wouldn't type even stuff. Know how to get into that? How that starts? How do you like, even know that? Yeah, that that exists for even somebody to own. I w- I wouldn't even know that. Would you? <laughs> no, I mean, I guess I guess somebody does. That's one of those unknown unknown. I also learned this this yeah. week. Did you know the FedEx dealers or FedEx um, workers, the people they who deliver the, yeah, they own their route. Did you know that? I know, but I did know that they own their own truck a lot of times. They own their own truck and their route. So if you have the same FedEx guy, mm-hmm. they buy that like section of street, oh, okay. and, and and they get that whole little thing. And then that's I I didn't know that. Why? Well, why I, I, let's buy some FedEx routes. How do you, how, how do you do that? Well, wait. Why would you want to buy a FedEx route? Then you'd have to start delivering packages. No, but then you have because a lot somebody owns the route, and then the the deliverer guy, the FedEx guy, yeah. delivers the thing, and FedEx like pays him. But there's somebody that like oh, owns. Oh, you that mean route. like you could own the route and not work for FedEx? Yeah, you have somebody else do it. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder how much that goes for. Um, the guy who who the car service that I had this week. This is how how we were talking about it. His son tried to get a loan to buy the route for fifty nine thousand, and the bank wouldn't give it to him because he, he he never really had credit, which is his bullshit. Because you want you know blue collar people to do well or whatever, and then the bank won't even lend fifty nine thousand to a guy who has no marks on his credit, so he can open up a small business. But so he didn't get it, and that's what our conversation was. But yeah. that's where I learned that. Those wow. guys own those routes. Fifty nine thousand dollars. I don't know how long. I don't know how many blocks that was, or probably like if you delivered in New York, I would I would guess it would be a bazillion dollars because you that's you crazy. You pick up a bunch of stuff. And how do you make the FedEx guys have to pay you to to to, to deliver packages on your route? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like but, I don't know how you get your money back if you own it. Like how do you get paid back? <laughs> you know. You like if you get a percentage of all the uh, packages crazy. delivered within those streets, do you? If not, I would be really pushing. I would like. I would convince every old lady to sell shit on eBay, who lived on in my route. I would constantly be trying right. to think of ways right. for them to ship stuff. And you would make sure that like you hired like the hottest FedEx people, so they'd want to see them a lot. Yeah, that that's what we could do. We will find we we find an area that has the most divorced women. There you go. And then we'll we'll just go probably get some like Latin kid or something. He's like nineteen year old, right? And uh, we'll put him on the route. Yeah, and then make him wear like this tightest, the tightest shorts. Uh, and he's got. like, "Oh, this is very hot. Me do mind if I get some water, please." And, and then he'll go in, and then these women will just kind. Con- do you see the movie in the '80s when they were ordering pizza? And if the you anchovies, order- yes. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah if they ordered. It- was that called "Can't Buy Me Love" or is that? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll have a code like for the ladies who want to send FedEx packages that really actually would like a package delivered, if you know what I'm talking about, John Rape. Boom! That's an innuendo. Um, Oh, you want to be a package handler? Uh Uh-huh. We're we're opening. We'll have some keyword, like, um, we'll have to think of, like, something delivered, like, um, these shoes were too big. I need to send them back or something like that. That's, yeah. that's like a lame one. But, and then that's, dude, we'll make so much money. <laughs> All right. Cause there's a lot of money in prostitution. We'll just do it like, yeah, this is, uh, this is like a, uh, a form of that. Yeah. 
you know, so. Anyway. What, can Brown, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so, yeah, so uh, that's that. By the way, uh, also this weekend, um, I was doing a show, and I was working uh, with this uh, young comic, and okay. I asked him, he goes, he goes I got to tell you, dude, uh, uh, the podcast is great. He goes, I love it. It's really dialed in. He goes, and then you go, thanks, that's all I need to hear, goodbye. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then I asked him, I go, well, you know, what do you like about it and stuff? And, and he, you know, he said what it was. If I was to say it, then it would sound like we're bragging. But he likes, you know, whatever. And then I asked him about the game because, you know, we always play trivia game. And I go, so, yeah, sometimes. I go, how do you, you know, do you like the trivia game in the very beginning of the show? And he goes, yeah. Uh, he goes, I like it because I play along, but I could take it or leave it. Okay. Is what well, he said. And then I said, well, the only reason why I would keep the trivia game, I think I enjoy the intros and the songs of the trivia game right. more than the trivia game. Right. And then if we don't have the trivia game, then we can't play those intros. What if we just play the intros and, and the trivia, trivia game is like false. one it's question and that's it and we move on? Yeah, right? He'd or, probably love that. Or do we get rid of it? Is it just true and false? We do one? I don't know. I kind of like. I mean, here, he said it. In the, he said he likes playing along, so that means he. he you but know. yeah, but he also said he could take it or leave it. But I mean, that would probably be true. With a lot of people, probably have that opinion of me. Well, I think we. I think we can't uh, base our decision off of one uh, opener <laughs> that you worked with on the road. <laughs> you know, I think we got to trust ourselves a little bit. And oh, you know what? what then, then we haven't done it in a while. Let's just uh, let's just do it. Yeah, I want. I like playing. Let's play. Um, so. You got a game for me? I, I got a game, but you know what? Since we were talking about it, uh, we might as well play this song one more. He was born 1971. In, that's what I'm going to say. 1971? Well, I'll give you the full clue, but you're going to get it right off of this clue. He was wow. born in 1971 in Boston and the youngest of nine children. Larry Bird. Nope. No, not, not 1971. Uh, oh, oh uh, youngest of children. Oh, uh, was it uh, Marky Mark? Mark Wahlberg. That's it. You, you got it on the first one. See, we didn't even get to go through. So maybe, and maybe. that's the end of the game. Oh, oh it's the half fun and reap game time. Front and read. Subject change. All right, perfect. So, uh, are you faster than a redneck? Let's let's uh, let, let's chat about that show. Yeah. Well, you tweeted me the the last one that aired was the episode where John Schneider, Bo Duke, one of them Dukes, comes on, and uh, I remember getting a tweet from you saying like, uh, "Ha ha, you said dick on TV or something like that." Yeah, because so, I saw it. I, I guess. Tells me that you did watch, and I'm very happy to hear that my <laughs> podcast partner is watching. I, I had not seen it up until then, and yesterday it was on, and uh, I saw it on the thing, and then I was like, oh, i got to record these, and there were, there were a couple back-to-back. Right. So then my wife was flipping through something, and then I saw it was nine, and I'm like, switch it over, Reap's on, and then she goes, well, we're recording it, and I go, yeah, but switch, switch it over, I want to see the beginning, and then she goes, but we need to wait five or six minutes so we don't have to watch it with commercials, and I go, can you just flip it over to the, the thing, please, it's, it's starting right now, and we can watch the beginning now, and possibly be done with it, instead yeah. of waiting for five or six minutes, and then it turned into, 
who had the remote and then her just unwillingness to just flip it over. I just wanted her to fucking flip over to the, to the that's all I needed her to do. And yet yeah. it turned into a thing. So then we ended up uh, watching a DVR and then playing and then we ended up watching the entire thing. And now you guys sleep in different bedrooms. Now we sleep in different bedrooms and I'm getting a divorce, but I'm glad your show uh, was well. Okay. Uh, uh, here's what I liked about it. Uh, one, um, and this is me just not, it was, uh, it was more real than I thought it was. Oh, good. Do you know what I mean? Like, like when they, when they were racing, I was actually, I was like, oh, I really want to see if this, what this car is going to do. And then when the one guy said, uh, I'll go against the Camaro, then I was like, why would he go against the Camaro? So I actually got vested into it where I picked out of the three cars I was picking, which car I think would be the fastest. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that whole thing. Um, I like yeah. when the guy got smacked in the face. That was cool. <laughs> um, the only thing that, it, but I might be a little bit older, is in, uh, I wish that they would play out the race. But I guess the, I guess the, they do this in every show. Like I would see the, like to see the race as is without right, right. all the edits. So I, because then I don't really know who's winning. Like I would kind of just like to see it, almost like if you're watching NASCAR, yeah. uh, you just you want to see and do all that stuff on on the side. Yeah, that would be like the longest. It would be more than a half hour then. Yeah, yeah, I know why they have to edit it, but that was the only. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, well, you're not. Uh, believe me, the the parts that we cut out, uh, you're not missing much. Okay, perfect. And it's just like if if some guy, like the last episode uh, where um, Bo Duke gets beat by a Nissan GTR, um, he pretty much lost that race in the first five seconds. Oh, okay, I got you. And then for the next <laughs> three laps. The kid was just almost lapped him. I mean, he was like that was way way faster than John, than uh, Bo Duke. But not because the I mean the car is definitely faster right. or or is as fast. But there's a lot of driver uh, experience or error that comes in there. And this kid was a more experienced driver, I think, than John Schneider was. And so John said, "Fuck it, I'm going to go through the infield," and decided to just do donuts in the middle. And uh, he he said he goes, "Well, if I if I lose, I'm at least going to put on a show," um, and he did. So that was kind of fun and those redneck guys the mullet mafia guys they love seeing that you know because that was like old school dukes of hazard stuff where they're like going through fields and shit you know dr dr jumping uh, rivers and creeks now on on that and the mullet mafia are they the same guys every show yes yeah um the same like uh, six or seven dudes um and my, and my wife's question was are those guys friends of yours or did the show put them together the show put them together. I didn't know them until you know the, the, we we started shooting. Um, I showed up and got to know them. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I think they just sort of uh, the guy, the production company has shot has done other like sort of uh, racing shows for a Speed Network in the past and has used some of these guys in other shows. So they already knew them. They had a relationship with them. But I was the outsider. I didn't know them at all. How loud was the um, the uh, bandit car? Oh, that's pretty loud. Um, that one's loud, and there's a uh, most all of them are pretty loud. Um, I think the loudest one might be that that green grenade though, the one that was built from scratch. It's a Camaro. Yeah. Um, that one's really fast, and it's also really loud. Kyle, another guy named Kyle Tucker has a blue Camaro which hasn't been seen yet. Um, that is also really loud. But these guys, like I said, it, here's what the feedback I'm getting from the people who don't like it, are saying stuff like, "Well." 
it's not fair. You redneck guys get in there and you modify your cars, and these uh, punk import drivers are just coming up with their cars off the stock, you know, off the shelf, and not doing anything. To, and that's not true. All everyone is allowed to modify and tweak their car. We encourage it. And so, and you saw in this last episode a GTR that had been modified and tweaked with, and he was way faster than our car. So, um, when people say it's not fair, that's just not true. It is fair, and you'll see as the, as the season goes along. We don't win all of them. We lost the last one, and, uh, and I'm not going to let anything away, but uh, we don't win all of them. It's a good show, man. Thanks, man. It was, uh, it was like I said, eight days, uh, um, ten days doing eight episodes in Kershaw, and uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty hectic, man. But uh, so far, I'm getting like 80 to 90% positive feedback. I think the numbers are good. Um, and, yeah, that bitch slap, that, that was day one. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, I think on the one or the other one, but it, it looked yeah. real. That's what I liked. When, no, you, when you reached it, into the car and you saw on, on the guy's face that so you could tell he really got hit. He really got yeah, hit? Yeah, yeah, he was He, he was didn't pissed. know how to react to it? <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't see it. I had already talked to the kid and then turned my back and walked away, and then he walked over. Yeah. Slapped. I just heard a slap and turned around. I was like, oh, shit. And his, he was uh, buckled in, you know, for his neck was protected and stuff for, from the race. So, <laughs> so he couldn't, you know, you couldn't, like, jump out of the car and start fighting uh, the guy. Cause well, he I was, thought you were he, saying, well, it was at least safe that he was buckled in. Well, yeah, he was, stra- he was strapped in. There wasn't, you know, I mean, it's kind of at that point, it was like, kind of like smacking a kid in a car seat. Yeah. That wasn't, it, that, that I mean, was that the guy who smacked him would have beat his ass anyway if he would have gotten <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because that dude was little, so. Yeah. <laughs> I actually felt bad for that kid when that happened. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, because he went, well, he came on a reality show. He's like, wait a second, I mean, you're not allowed to get hit on yeah, a, ra- a reality show. Was not expecting that at all. But um, so far, so good. We're going to plug along uh, every Monday night, 9 p.m., you know, keep watching and uh, – uh, get on there. Uh, we got a little Facebook page too that we uh, we have called "Are You Faster Than a Redneck?" Facebook page where people are uh, trash talking each other. So if you want to get on the trash talk, go to uh, go just go to that web uh, Facebook page and uh, jump on in. Well, I'm glad you watched, man. I'm glad you watched it. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can get more people into a season two. Although yeah, right. if, there's, if there's a season two, one, I'll tell you what I don't like about it. You know, and this is just me being critical of me. Um, I don't like. I think I could have downplayed the redneck a little bit. Like, they wanted me to be the same character that I was in those Dodge truck commercials. Like, I thank God a hemi! Like, they wanted to be over-the-top, right. sort of hardcore redneck guy. And that's what I did, man. It's, it's turned up to 10 for this show. But I don't think I needed to go there. Now that I watch it, there are moments where I realize, like, ah, you know, I could have just been myself here. And then it would have worked because the redneck guys could have just been the redneck guys. And I could have just been the host, and that would have been fine. So, I don't know. If there's a season two, I might downplay the redneck side of me just a tinge and just be more real and um and just let the show speak for itself a little bit i don't know i mean what do you think do, do you think it's annoying that i'm over the top and then that, now that you know who i am and i'm not you know it's like there's the redneck me turned up to 10 then there's real <laughs> like what i don't know which what do you know i actually thought like you know hosting that um you like uh, what are you, i'm trying to even think of what i like you hosted very clear so you weren't like, and then these guys are going to do the bit. You know what I mean? You, you just, you were just, you know, pretty clear. Cause there's, oh, you mean when I got the information out? Yeah, was- yeah. Like there's, you know, everybody has different modes of performing. When I'm on the podcast, uh, you know, my energy level is probably dialed down five or six notches opposed to when I'm on stage. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. they're different. You know, you have to, there's different, you step in and out of different roles. But and right. especially now when you see all the like, quote unquote, rednecky guys on all the reality shows, to me, they're all super over the top fake. Like right. all those Duck Dynasty guys, all those guys. It just, yeah. they, to me, it's just like, you know, like if you look at like a Larry the Cable guy, right? Yeah. Who's like, hey, I'm a redneck. Now you see him and look at some of those reality shows. Everybody is that, if not even more over top than him. And he's right. playing a character. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So. By the way, he tweeted me the other day out of the blue. Oh, yeah. Larry, Larry the Cable guy. Yeah. Like that dude's got like quarter of a million followers. On I've Twitter. never not heard uh, Tammy Pescatelli's a, a friend of him. I've never not heard uh, nothing but cool stories about him. Oh yeah, Super like as, as far yeah, just as far as being a a, a good guy and stuff. Good like guy, supportive. Um, you know, I did his uh, Larry the Cable Guy's Hula Palooza Christmas special. That's where I got to know him. And um, when I worked on that show with him, I played like his grandfather in a sketch. I played like Chris Kringle, and he was Santa Claus, and we were a wrestling match. What's the first thing you do if you had that type of money? Oh God, I don't know. Well, how much money does he have? He, he's got a bazillions. But what yeah. what would be the most insane thing that you would do with, with the cash? Insane if, thing I would do? Yeah, like, something that's not logical. Like, just why would you do that? No, to your house, let's say. Oh, I get rid of this house. Uh, we, I'd be getting a new place, um, and I like my place now. But it would, it's just I want a house. But if you were to like silver spoons the house. Remember right. that show? We, we <laughs> had like a, yes. like you had a train running through and a bunch a of arcade games. A remote, a remote control for the front door. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. He did. What What would you do that would just be so completely insane that somebody would go, you know how many homeless people you could feed with that thing you you built? Like would you, Michael Jackson never ranted minus the molestation? Or, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. God, I don't know. I would do indoor. Like, I watched that show, Million Dollar Homes. Ever see that? Million Dollar yeah, Homes? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And I see some stuff. I would do uh, indoor basketball court, and I don't even play basketball. <laughs> I, I just like shooting. I, w- I would do that, and then I would do indoor pool. Yeah. That would be the first thing if, I, if you gave I me like, some kind of crazy money. Now that you told me you've got... And I buy that toilet for 5000 bucks. They have that toilet, that total one that you can... Uh, it talks to you? It talks to you, it warms your butt, and then it uh, shoots water up in there, and then it emails <laughs> you, like, what's in your piss. All right. Hang on, I want to read you... Uh, I want to answer that question, but first I want to read you the tweets that Larry the Kibble guy had. He said, uh, Hey, John, just checking in. Saw you on here. Hope all is well. And so I thought, oh, cool. I, I responded to him. And I said, Larry! All caps. Right. So what's up, buddy? All is well. Promoting the crap out of my new show for Speed TV called Are You Faster Than a Redneck? You? Now, I know that that goes to, like, all his core. Did you do dot? Like, if you, you, is it kind of shitty when you go dot at the person's name? Uh, that's just how you respond. I just hit reply, and it does that for you. Like, I didn't go out of my way to put at get her done Larry, which is his Twitter thing. Um, I just replied to what he sent me, and it, and it did that anyway. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but listen to this, because he knows what I did there, right? Basically, I'm plugging my show. On his thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, but I, I was doing it in a funny, joking way. And then he did the exact same thing back to me, right? So he goes, all is good. Season three of Only in America starts ni- uh, May 9th for 16 weeks. Congrats on the show. It's going to rock. Stay in touch. And so, so we both kind of did a funny little thing to each other there. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was like looking that up while you were talking. Now, what I would do, I saw this on a show kind of like what you were saying, Million Dollar Homes. Right. I forgot who this guy was, but he was some rich Hollywood producer. And in his bedroom, 
okay? You wake up, and then right next to the bed, right next to but it's a huge bedroom. Right. But somewhere in the bedroom, there's a small pool, like the size of a, uh, uh, you know, like a... A large hot tub. Right. He can jump in there and swim under the wall and go outdoors to the outdoor pool. So it's an indoor-outdoor pool, uh, but there's a portion of the indoor that goes to his bedroom. So he could literally wake up in the morning and go, jump in the pool, swim under the house, and be outdoors. Now, I just picture, like, for because I'm such a crazy security, I think people are trying to... I'd be afraid of that because I would think, like... For some reason, right, SEAL right. Team 6 would decide to go into the pool, <laughs> pop up out of the water, and then just light up the bed. That is kind of scary, though. Yeah. I would, like, to me, that would... I think there's some sort of thing you could do to lock it off at night, I'm sure. There's well, got to be some sort of security thing you could do. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. But I, that's what I would do. I, I'd like to do, like, a, um, maybe a bowling alley. Like a, bowling you know, alley, cool. Yeah, bowling. Maybe, like, a karaoke If room. you had a franchise of a restaurant... What uh-huh. would you throw in? Oh, you mean like something in the you restaurant? You make a food court. If you had a food court. What you mean? What kind of food would I serve? Or what fun thing would I put in there? What food court? Like if what restaurant? Like oh. now I've just decided when I get crazy rich, uh, when my book comes out, I'm going to put a mini food court in the middle of my house. And it's going to have like five, oh. it's going to have like five or six tables. And then I'm going to have just like you're at the food court with trays. <laughs> and you have to go up and each little compartment is going to sell different stuff. I just decided I'm going to get a food court. Well, we want to be here's, – here's I think here's the goal for everybody listening to the podcast is let's all become food court rich. Yeah. I want to be food court rich. <laughs> have I would your have, own food court. I would definitely court. have a Chick-fil-A. Because um, you hate gays. <laughs> no, because no, would your Chick-fil-A be open on Sundays? I don't, don't Sundays? eat chicken on Sundays. That's why. Yeah. Um, dude, we have food. I want to be 80s mall rich. I'm going to have a chess king, a merry-go-round. <laughs> I'm going to have my clothes literally look like they're in a store. What my closet, so my closet's going to look like a, it's like a, a clothing store. And then right in front of my closet, I'm going to have five or six tables like a food court. And then I'm going to have the restaurants all right there. That's going to be my part of the house. That's huge. That's a big house. What you should do is buy an old mall, like one that's been shut down, and then just rebuild it back slowly one, one place at a time. You know, like maybe uh, like the whole middle section of the mall is your living room. And then like each little store, the Chess King, you know, you just, it doesn't exist anymore, but you rebuild it. Chess King, you put all your clothes in there, right? And then you rebuild the other store, like an arcade, and you put all the newest video games in there. So you buy an old mall. And then redo it that way. That would, I don't know how much that would cost, though. Well, no. I mean, look at if you're especially in certain areas, you could probably buy them all. Because there's always, there's, you know. Yeah. We'd go back to your old stomping grounds, Detroit, and get we, us a whole neighborhood if we wanted to. If, yeah, if you go a thing. But now if you bought a mall. Okay, let's yeah. say you, 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 now we've updated. Now we're beyond food court rich. Although, I think we can get food court, like food court rich doesn't seem that, I think we can do it. What food would you ask me? What 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 food would you have in there? Man, I think I would have. Uh, uh, I would say wrong, like Sabaro's pizza. You know that. Uh, pizza almost, book? I was about to say Sabaro. I swear to God. Yeah. If you let think, me guess, I would have said Sabaro first. Yeah, I just think it's gonna be weird when you have the employees. Now you gotta have, like, have have random employees, and then <laughs> do you have that security guy that sits there and talks to employees and asking for free drinks? But so I'm gonna serve all my stuff. I'm not like, you okay. know, that crazy of a person. But right. I think I would go to, like, the pizza place. Yeah. Um, and then, man, 
I might have to go to the pretzel place just because I eat so many of them at airports with uh, cinnamon on them. Now, question, follow-up, question. <laughs> do, you, do you go Aunt Annie's or do you go Wetzel Pretzel? What are at, Wetzel Pretzels at most airports, right? I, but, well, I've seen both in both, you know, many airports. I go Aunt Annie's. You go Aunt Annie's. And then I've also decided I'm going to put a kiosk in the food court. Um, and it's just going to be like sunglasses because I always lose my sunglasses. <laughs> okay. So I want uh, that Middle Eastern kid who usually tries to sell you uh, helicopters. I want him right. in front of the yeah. um, He's selling playing. me su- sunglasses and putting screen protectors on my iPhone. I want. Th- yeah. I, I, mean, I might hire that kid. Yeah. He seems like, like he knows how to do a lot of stuff. Smells like Drakkar Noir. <laughs> what is it? Every morning you wake up and there's a girl there trying to sell you a crimping iron or put shit on your hands. <laughs> do, you, do you ever see that movie? I think it was with uh, either Gary Coleman or the, Emmanuel Lewis. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, about a kid who lived in the mall. I mean, this was like an 80s movie. I think it was, I think it was Gary Coleman, actually. Where he got, like, he was uh, in a, like a runaway where, you know, like a, a kid from an orphanage who escaped and then somehow he ended up in a mall and then he would just, like, hide in the mall when they were closed and then at night he just would roam the mall and just, it was his house at night. Well, you could do it, like, back in the day they had the, I mean, I guess you saw them, like, all the, the clothes were in the circle, you know, like... Uh, I used to hide in those when I was a and, kid from my mom. Yeah, and you'd get under, and while your mom's trying to put you know, shit on layaway back then, <laughs> um, you would hide in there, and there, nobody knew where their kids were, so you could hide. Yeah. But I immediately think, like, if you're in any big building like that, and you stay overnight, that it immediately turns into The Shining. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, if I bought a, a mall... Two and, twin girls come out in big wheels going, Red Pad! Yeah, and then I'd go, oh, this mall's the greatest. I'm going to make my food court right here, and then it would be really fun at first. And then while you're sitting there, um, you'd hear, like, you know, people walking around, and you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of scary, though. I mean, but are there security guards that stay in the mall overnight, or are they just outside the mall? Like, could you literally do this? I think this would be a good idea, like a fun thing to do. <laughs> to sneak into the mall? Go, like, it's, it's like, um, you know, flash mob, but instead it's like overnight uh, lock-in mob where we, like, you get like a group of people and you say, meet us at this mall and we're all going to hide in the mall. And then when they close the mall, we're going to come out and party and just have a, a that's party movie. in the mall. Look at that. We're writing a scary movie because that's what <laughs> happens in the first scene is somebody goes, we should all sneak in this mall. It's going to be really fun. We do a flash mob. And then they sneak in it and it actually locks. But yet the mall security guard is uh. a killer. Right. And then he starts killing everybody. <laughs> and then, like, so then, what's it like? You know, there's, t- let's hide in Claire's. Let's, let's hide in Claire's. And then the girls. I'm going to hide in Sears in the tool section. <laughs> and then the, they run into Claire's, and then he kills them with those things that pierces your ears. Yeah. You know that ear so, piercing thing? He yeah, sets you he- in that chair, and he just starts shooting <laughs> the, the ear piercing shit all over your face. Right, you look like a pincushion by the time he's done with you. You know, yeah, that's one. That's one way he kills people. He, like he kills people many different ways depending what, on what story. What story you're in? <laughs> oh, can you imagine that eyebrow place where they like sew your eyebrows? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he he wraps that stuff around your neck and then like kills you. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Yeah. Or you could be in Sears and then there's a chainsaw. Oh, you're scene. dead in Sears. Like you're if I was running through Sears. the mall and I saw Sears, that's like the last place you'd want to go. Where would be the safest place? Like uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, or like no, there's dangerous things in there. Just you dive a chocolate. 
Yeah, I wouldn't go into Bed Bath & Beyond. Maybe, Maybe I, like a pillow store, just pillows is us. Here, yeah, the safest place. Then the whole movie, they were trying to go, we have to get to the sleep number store. That's the only place that just survivals. We have to get to the sleep number store. Right. He comes in there and he's like, oh, we'll put you on he, sleep number nine. <laughs> no, I'm really, I like 75. I can't. He dilated. He has you hooked up to that machine. Well, how's it feel now? Dude, that's a great movie. There we go. It's definitely a, a And then they have to try to hotwire the car that's in the middle of the mall, and then that's how they decide they're going to get out. Right. Is there's like a minivan? They're like, we got to get in that, and then they go to. I, like, I mean, seriously though, like, I think I would like to figure this out. Like, could you sneak in? I mean, go to a mall during business hours and then stay there, hide. And when they close, I wonder. I mean, they got to have cameras in there, right? Or at the least motion sensors. Yeah, yeah there's huh? no way you could. I don't think uh, you could now. I mean, Maybe in the have, 70s or 80s you could, but now. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you couldn't, after, when I go to bed, you couldn't get around my house without me catching you on camera. What you'd you know? have to do is buddy up with the security guards, find out who that guy is. The security guards have to be in on it, right? Or, or it's like, um, what's the, the Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Ocean's Eleven? Right. It's kind of like you, you have to do that. You just have to plot it out. Right, exactly. Now, now, could you now, well, if you were to put together a mall infiltration, infiltration, infiltration yeah. team, you'd think you'd want a bunch of people who are really good at miming. Because the people who could act like mannequins, mm-hmm. I think would definitely be in. Yeah, <laughs> although that would be the hardest way. You'd have to find some douchey mannequins. If you, if you fought some, some guys that were really douchey mimes, then they could pull off sneaking into the buckle. Right. You know what I mean? Because then you have all that just mech jeans type shit, and then you just stand there like all douchey. I saw I saw a mannequin at a clothing store. For a long time. I saw a mannequin at a clothing store. I took a picture, and I'll try to put it up on on our page. He was standing so douchey that I literally almost physically got mad. He felt like <laughs> the, the mannequin felt like he was bowing up. Where if you looked at it straight on, you would you, something inside of you would start to piss you off so bad that you wanted to punch that mannequin. Oh, oh that would be a great scene. I would love to, to find like a YouTube clip of you one day just beating the shit out of a buckle mannequin. Well, wait, didn't like the didn't way he was standing. What, wasn't there that other weird movie in the eighties that uh, had mannequin. the mannequin where the mannequin came alive and he stayed in at the mom bonder? Yeah, it was a hot chick mannequin, though. It was the, the, the chick from the Sex in the City. What's her face? The slutty one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, like, I watch Sex in the City. Um, what was her name, though? She was also in Porky's. Anyway, yeah. Um, Let's go back to our, uh, our, wait, have, our, our mall uh, yeah. horror film. Okay, well, before we do that, I, I want to take one other tangent. Okay. I, I just thought of a great idea for a uh, sort of um, hidden camera, sort of spoof show okay now have you there's this new phenomenon you know how now the harlem shake is big right that's a big thing that's going on there's always viral videos hey, that catch on uh, before you go should we just be done with our our mall um execution movie our mall uh, horror uh, flick uh, uh, did you, have go back to it? you obviously have one more thing you wanted to say no i'm that. no i'm done I, i've had a quad shot of uh cappuccino today yeah and three cupcakes so my brain's already it's, it's already gone it's past the mall all right, screw them all. But if we do the, but if we do this movie, think about it. You know how like people when they saw Psycho, they were afraid to go in the shower. Yeah. Uh, or if it's Jaws, they're afraid to go into the thing. Can you imagine like if we just picked a store, and everybody was like, "I can never go into Build a Bear again." <laughs> I 
I can't go in there. Build a bear would be a good. You're building a bear. The build a bear would be a good place. You how you how the killer would kill you and build a bear would 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 hurt. Rip your head off and stuff it full of stuffing, you know. Or supercuts or the Regis, like all those bad haircuts. Well, you know those supercuts, mastercuts, Regis. Yeah. Hot dog on a stick, you would die pretty bad. Yeah. Um, any sort of like makeup store, you know, you'd come out there looking great, but you'd be dead. <laughs> I guess uh, you'd probably go, we need to get to the Mac store to, to let people know. Yeah. Know. And then like, it's like the guy who kills you in there is also like a funeral, does funerals. So like, he's like, knows how to make you look like a pretty corpse. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's got wheels. Oh, yeah, he takes you to the back. Yeah, after he kills you. And then he gets really psycho-y because the other, the other kids are hiding. So he doesn't know where they are. Then he takes the one girl that he really liked to the Mac store. Not to the, um, yeah, not to the Apple store, but to the right. Mac makeup. Makeup, and, the makeup. And, store, and then yeah. he totally does her face to make her look alive. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, See? It's happening. We're writing it. We can do that right there. Um, Somebody yeah, needs th- to Vine this on Vine. Have you downloaded Vine yet? Somebody needs to shoot this film for us. No, what's Vine? Uh, you don't even want to know. It's, about, it's like Twitter, but it's six seconds of video. So it's not like pictures. It's not like, but everyone's doing it. So you need to get your Vine account. Just go V-I-N-E. But it's intimidating how funny and how cool some of the stuff is. And it's like, uh, who's got that kind of time? Right. Like, Brooke Fresher does it a of- lot. And Brody Stevens has some good ones. And Oh, I'll have to go check it Red out. Band. Have you... Have yeah. you heard of um, Snapchat? Uh, my stepdaughter had. I think, it, to me, that just seems like something, another way to show your junk to people. <laughs> Pretty much. I think this Because there's nothing goes away. Even if you Snapchat it, or, or Snapchat it, you can, you can still just, you can zap that picture on your phone. You can save it, like, instantly, right? So I mean, it's not if, safe to do. If you're if you're if you're good at it, yeah, you can set the time too. You can set it for four seconds. Or see, that's one, or one second. You can set it for one second. Now, can you? Could you actually take a picture on your phone for something with, that only lasted one second? I don't know if you could. Not if you were not ready for it. You don't know what. That's it's what coming. I mean. If you're not ready, but if you know it's coming, then you can have your finger on that button that'll screen capture it. If you right. know it's coming. Yeah. So, so all the kids out there, don't forget that even though it goes away. Okay, yeah. so we went on a million t- tangents. We'll leave the mall. Th- I don't think we, we leave the mall thing alone. I think it's something we come back to because yeah. that would make a great, um, great scary film. Maybe we should uh, uh, starter that, that little thing and we'll shoot it. Well, I have a Because great we haven't idea. finished the how do you sneak into the mall, by the way. Yeah. Well, if you I'm, don't have to sneak in. You just have to be able to stay in. You can just walk in during business hours. You've got to figure out how to stay there after they close and hide. There's got to be a guy walking around, right? In the mall? Yeah, because how, how early do those security people get there when the mall walkers show up? Those old people show up probably pretty early. Yeah, I used to work at a mall years ago. And, I uh, did too. I, uh, I what, don't tell me what store. Would you like to guess? I worked at a, at a store at the mall. I believe my freshman year of college, uh, I got fired pretty quick. But would you like to guess the store? Okay, yes. Can you? Can I whittle it down? Can I ask some questions? Sure. Uh, and all I'm going to say is I'm going to say yes or no. Okay. All right. Um, was it food? No. Was it clothing? Yes. Shoes? Yes. Mm. Was it uh, Foot Locker? No. Athletic Attic? No. 
Um, am I getting close? No. All right. Um, Chess King? No. This is when, what year was this? Oh, nine, uh, 90. Did they sell more than clothes and shoes? Yes. Okay, so now we're talking like JCPenney, Belk, Macy's, that kind of thing, a department store. Was it a department store? No. Damn it. I give up. Just tell me. Um, it was the Disney store. The Disney store! That's what I said. You never said the Disney store. <laughs> you did not work at a Disney store. I worked at the, they made me wear the cardigan that said Disney on it. I'm not kidding you. Why did you work at a Disney store? I have no idea. Like, I was broke, and I was 19 years old. I went to the mall, and for some reason... Were they the only ones hiring that day? I, I, it's like the worst mashup of somebody who would work there. But I remember stocking the shelves, and you had to wear the, the It kind of makes sense a little bit, because you are childlike in a lot of ways. I mean, I mean this in a good way, John. Um, so I can see you enjoying... Like, working in a Disney store and secretly, like, you know, like... Uh, oh, I'm so, wait, I, I would like to say, I didn't work at a Disney store, John Reap. I was a cast member. <laughs> okay, I got you. All right. Wow. That's awesome. How was the audition process? They, that's what they called it. Instead of, uh, instead of um, you know, working out, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So what did you do there? I mean, what, you sold shoes at the Disney store? Well, they had... Tinkerbell slippers. I mean, that was a weird, that was a tough one. But they had slippers, like, because he sold little kid, you know, dresses. So this was 91. What was big in 91 uh, at the Disney store? Like, what movie was big? Was it Aladdin or something? I don't know. What was big? Um, I don't, I don't even, I put it so far. Because they seem to always change their store depending on what Disney hit is big at the time. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, so funny. it was, uh, let's see, it was, uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Okay, right, right. Beauty so did, and the did they, Beast. Did they make you dress up like certain characters from Disney? No, movies? you just had to wear this gay-ass cardigan that said D on it, like for Disney. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> and, then they would, and then there was a screen where they show old uh, Disney DVDs, and it would just constantly be running. So were you just like a cashier? Were you a guy who like a sales uh, salesman on the floor, or what did you do? Stock yeah, shelves. Stock shelves. Walked around. Yeah. I literally. I got to tell you, after talking about this, this is the first time I've thought about this in maybe fifteen, twenty years. I don't even remember what I did. Well, maybe I can get something out of you here because this could be maybe used in your book <laughs> that you're writing. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's good to brainstorm. So, what uh, did you say? You got fired from there? I, I think I quit. Okay. Because it, it was as, um, as horrific as you think it would be, it, it was. And plus, I was like, like I said, I was 19, I was trying to do comedy, and, you know, they wanted me to work weekends, and then I realized, okay, this, I'm wearing a cardigan and working did, at retail, it's time. Uh, you did know, you have other about. friends in the mall that would come by and heckle you? I had no, it was one of those things where, no, no friends. It, I, and, and, I must have hated it so bad. I'm trying to tell a funny, funny story or something interesting that happened. Yeah. I've, I've oppressed that memory so much wow. that I, 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 I don't remember anything. Well, do, can you tell me about your boss? What was your boss like? Was he way older than you, dude, if, chick? If, if you were to give me $10,000 okay. and I would have to pick out five people I worked with out of 10, I would not be able to pick out one person. The, not even like a cute girl that you had like a, a tiny crush on, huh? Not a one. Damn. I don't think I could pick out one person. Were you were you smoking the ganja back I was, then? I was not. I was just 19. 
Right. Well, there are nineteen-year-olds who smoke the ganja. Yeah. No, I just I don't I don't remember anything. Wow. And all I remember is you got like if you went to Disneyland or Disney World, you got you got an extra some stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, so so we were going on. We were talking about that, and then I was talking about at the mall because we're just. Wait, wait, before you go, before you go, hang on now. Okay. (laughs) And then this thing. Yeah, I worked um, at an athletic attic. That's why I brought that one up. You know what an athletic attic is? Uh, Like Foot Locker-ish? Yeah, it's like a poor man's Foot Locker. Right. Um, And this was when I was in college. I had to get a job, a little little side job. I thought, well, I'll go to the mall, get a, a job at a shoe store. I go get this job. And the hardest part was trying to, like, someone will walk in and go, oh, I like these shoes. Do you have these in a nine and a half? Right. And then you have to go upstairs to the warehouse in the attic. Actually, they have an attic. And the attic was gigantic. And all the boxes looked exactly the same. And I was like, it w- I would take me 15, 20 minutes to come back with a pair of shoes. I was the worst person. If someone said, do you know what this is? I would go like, I kind of do. It's going to take a while. But my boss was just a huge dickhead. And he, would, he would yell at me and be like, where have you been, man? These, there's all these customers. I'm doing all this by myself. It's like, dude, I've only been here three days. I haven't memorized the whole four, floor plan to the attic yet. I don't know where the kids are or whatever. And so I, I would get, we would scream at each other. And finally, I, I realized, like, I'm done with this job. I am quitting. And <laughs> to get him back, what I did was, it was a Friday. I came dressed to work in the uniform. Uniform, right. What kind of uniform do you guys have? It was like khaki pants and a like a um, you know like a collared shirt that you had to wear tucked in. It said athletic attic on it or something like that. Um, and so I came ready to work, but it was a Friday. It was a payday, and I came like 15 minutes early to pick up my check. And they have a bank in the mall. And I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna pick up my check, go cash it. I'll be right back." He's like, "Okay, man, hurry up. It's Friday. It's gonna be busy." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Never went back. Never called. Got my check. Left. <laughs> fuck that guy and then actually I would call back uh, just to fuck with him I would call back like li- later on in the year and have my friends call like yeah is that uh, John guy who worked there he really helped me out I'm the coach of a basketball team and he helped my whole you know like asking for me as a salesman just to piss no he doesn't work here <laughs> you know, that, that reminded me actually from after I left the Disney store there was some like uh, mom and pop restaurant at the mall and I started working there, and the woman who owned it, I had an apron on, and somebody said, who's that? And then she goes, oh, we, hi- we hired another frozen Coke boy, is what she said. And then I uh, had my apron on still. I turned the corner, like went around the counter, and I just walked to my uh, car and I left uh, (laughs) because she called me that. And then for about two weeks after, nonstop every day, called about five times a day asking for the apron back. (laughs) Please tell me you still have the apron. I have no idea where the apron at or the Disney uh, cardigan. I have no idea where that is, too. That's great. When I worked at a Chick, I did work at a Chick Fil A in the mall for a while. That was one of the one of the first jobs I had. Right. And uh, sometimes when we weren't so busy, they would, uh, you know, there'd be a guy. You'd have to stand out there with a tray of nuggets and give out samples to people. Right. Well, I I would do that, and I wouldn't just stand in front of the Chick Fil A. I'd walk around the whole mall. Like I would go <laughs> up to Spencer's Gifts and walk in there. And go, Who wants some chicken? And, like, no one stopped me. Like, I kind of knew all the people that worked at different stores. Because we had a barter system. Like, the guy who worked at the arcade, he would come over and come to me and go, hey, man, can I get a chicken sandwich? I go, boom, free. No and problem. this is back when, you know, 
it wasn't all digital link of stuff where you could literally probably steal the shit out of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down. There was no... I was like Jesus Christ with the fishes and the loaves. <laughs> and that stuff never ended. I was walking around just giving out tons of free chicken to people just so I could get, like, a deal at Spencer's Gifts or so I could get free tokens at the arcade, you know? So, uh, we, yeah, it was a racket we were running there. But uh, that was fun, actually. I actually kind of enjoyed that job. Um, um, you know, because I'd show up at parties with bags of free chicken nuggets and people just like, Reba's here with the nuggets, you know, <laughs> like a star. So, um, yeah. Nice. Okay. Are we done with them all now? You are done with them all. Yeah. Okay. okay, good. You were talking about your uh, uh, Harlem shuffle. Oh, you about? Uh, Har- the Harlem shake. Yeah, I'm going to make shake. a, I think we talked about this in a while. I'm going to do a Hickory version for real. I was like, look it up on, uh, look it up online. Um, if anyone had done this, I haven't seen anyone yet. I'm going to start off. It's going to be called the Hickory Shake. And I got this bluegrass band out of uh, Hickory, North Carolina, believe it or not. Um, called, uh, they used to be called Kudzu. I don't know what they're called now. But um, he's going to make me a version where it starts off uh, bluegrassy. You know, like it's be a banjo going ding, 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 right. ding, 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 ding. And then you go, like, yo, la Then it's going to turn into like the original version. The bass kicks in, boom, and I'm thinking about getting one of those uh, those wacky inflatable things that go out in front of like car dealerships that do like right, right. get one of those for it. You know, I could spend tons of money doing this for no reason, I or I could do it really cheap. I don't know. Um, I don't want to lose money doing it. You know, that's my whole thing. I try not to lose cash, but uh, yeah, I'm going to work on a hickory verse. You want to be in it? I'll do it. Heck yeah! All right, cool. You be in my hickory shuffle. Yeah. Did um. And I wrote this. I actually, because do you know? Are you familiar with the song at all? The, the I, I know the song only because I um, I might be one of the weirdest guys ever. I actually like watching those videos. Yeah, no, I kind of like. I, 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 you know what I mean? I, there's yeah. many different versions. <laughs> I, I, I got. I can spend all night watching those things. Yeah. There's, I saw the uh, Simpsons one on, and it's it's entertaining. I'd rather watch that stuff than listen to somebody, you know, spew some uh, stupid political shit all the time. I hear you. Well, you know, do you know what they're saying at the at the beginning? I have no that? idea. I looked it up. It, they're saying con los terroristas, but they're not pronouncing the S because that's like a very Cuban or Puerto Rican thing to do is they don't really pronounce the S. Right. So it sounds like con los terroristas. And what that means is with the terrorists. And basically, I think someone told me that they're not saying like terrorist terrorists, like 9-11 terrorists. It's right. more like we're going to terrorize the dance floor kind of thing. Oh, I got you. So, but I, I wrote a, a little Twitter joke. I wrote, in the Harlem Shake, they say, con los terroristas, which means with the terrorists. I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe jihad to be there. Hello! <laughs> Come on, everybody. Nice! Jihad to that, be there. That's good. <laughs> John Reen, you, you make it to the next round. Yes! Nice. Um, all right, bud. Well, you know what? Uh, this was a good one. I think we came up with some great ideas. I wish I wasn't all cracked out on some sugar, but, uh, you know, I'm Wait, fr- I, I want to know how your book's going. I bro. went furniture shopping with the wife today. and uh, um, Oh, yeah. The book is, it's at this point, I'm at the point where it's driving me crazy. Oh. Just because I, now I'm so deep into, into writing this book that if I was the bail now, I'd feel completely shitty. That I could, I wasn't able to finish this book because I realized I'm writing a book for an age group that probably one isn't searching for this type of book, mm-hmm. which is. But you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna knock you, it out. Are you like 
I mean, do you envision yourself like locking yourself into a log cabin in the snow somewhere so you can't be distracted by anything I have else? this book coach that I've been working on, and she keeps asking me questions and having me fill out, like, you know, to go deeper and deeper when I just want to start writing the book. And she's promising, just keep keep whittling it away, and then once we get to, to this outline, mm-hmm. then, then you're going to be able to sprint for the rest of the time. Like, nice. to give an example, like, I, I do a big thing in my act about how I come to you from the future. Yes. Right. And you know, I'm 42 married. I call, there'll be a time, young guys, when all those condoms in your pocket will turn to tums. And then for a big <laughs> chunk of my act, I give a lot of advice, but it's really funny. And it's kind of about shit that young guys will one day eventually face. They right. can't put it off. It, it will happen. So that's the idea for the book. And it's, it's funny first with a little bit. If you, if you really read it, you'll be able to go, oh, there was actually helpful. You know, it's going to be a nice 150-pager where people can take it into the bathroom. Every chapter is one page. It's going to be one of those. Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not Stephen King here, right? right, right, right. Um, okay. So it's going to be like that. But to give you an example, like there's some great ways that you can listen to your wife or your girlfriend. There's a couple like little actual psychology tricks or, or ways that they use in therapy to make you a better listener. Well, here's what my writing coach has taught me. No 30-year-old gives a shit about being a better listener to their girlfriend. It's not even on their wheelhouse of problems. So what she's having me do is go through all the subjects that I wanted to talk about and find the real-world problem that that kid's facing. So one of the chapters is, my girlfriend's pissed, and every time I ask her why, she gets more pissed. (laughs) Like So that's an actual – more guys are trying to figure out that question. Yeah. Then how do I become a better listener? Right. You know how you, you frame it differently. So it yeah. it's a lot of it's a it's a lot of work. God, I couldn't imagine. It's a, it's uh, a lot, but already since I was I started this book, I have like four or five other ideas. And now with with the way publishing is with Amazon and Amazon Kindle and stuff like that, you can do it and get niche and uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I need to write. I'm. I want to write one too. When, I, when that time comes, I'll. I'll I did. I got. I'm going. I'm doing all the heavy lifting now. You know. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm yeah. doing all the heavy lifting, and I'll be able to uh, tell you how to. Plus, it'll be a. You know, it'll be really cool because there's books that I read when I was like in my you know late 20s or 30s because that's the age where you start going. Okay, I got to dial some shit in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have my mattress on the floor next to a milk crate still. I got to figure out my life, you know, yeah. and then I would start reading these books. But, like, you know, now I look back at some of the books I read. They were all super cheeseball-y, like really, you know, so so I'm like, okay, there, there's a way you can give advice or, or, you know, help people out that are going through what you've already been through and not be a, like a cheeseball about it. Yeah. You know. Well, good. Um, I'm glad to hear it's going so well. See, and then I know my it's a goal, pain in the ass. I'm going to say this out loud uh, as I turn my mic away to look at the thing. Uh, my goal is for it to be done uh, April 30th. That's my goal. All right. It was. It was also. This was also supposed to be done a year ago, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, April thirtieth uh, is when I'm saying it out loud, so people can hold me All accountable right. on Twitter. You can go, hey, hey, fuckface, getting the book done. Yeah. Hashtag, how's the book coming? How's the book coming? Or get the book done. Get uh, food court rich. Yeah. So there you Turn go, Turn off man. your Wi-Fi. Start writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Efren, if you're reading this, you're fucking wasting time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I need to do is go. I'm not going online or doing anything. I know. Until it's done. They need to buy it. Well, I'm sure they have this. A computer that just does not have Wi-Fi. 
You can do it. I have writing programs that it gets rid of everything. But he, here's how my brain works is obviously you, you know that I'm all over the place. So I'm working on this book. I'm in Pittsburgh. These guys from um, Shop Tech, it's just this company. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, it's this company that has this. I'm going to look right here. Um, say something interesting while I try to find this. Oh, um, something interesting. Well, you know that joke I just said about the Harlem Shake, the, uh, 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 maybe jihad to be there? Yeah. Well, I put that on Twitter, and here's what people are saying. Uh, one person said, you would have had to been there, B-I-N, like bin Laden. That one's from Dan Higgs. Good one, Dan. I like that. Uh, one person goes, zing. <laughs> one person says, nice one. One person says, rimshot. One person says, I confess, I giggled. And one person just wrote, John. All caps. John. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that one. Um, <laughs> so the, the place that I was talking about, uh, thanks for covering me there, it's actually called Tech Shop. Um, and so these, uh, a friend of mine from high school is their marketing director. And these guys came out to my show. And I was going to do my show and then come back to my room and write and stuff like that. Well, these guys, uh, and you know, long story short, they own this... These, this huge warehouse, and in the warehouse is, is like a shop class. Like you can make shit on wood, uh, metal. They have wow. 3D printers, plastic. So you can. So if you have a prototype for anything, you go. It's like a gym, and they have like like a gym has trainers. They have architects, guys who know how to do uh, prototypes, engineers walking around, and you could go. You have an idea for something. And you take a two-hour class that kind of shows you safety mm-hmm. shit, and then not, then you're on the laser etching machine, like the A-team making whatever it is you want to make, and then you can mass-produce shit out of this place, or yeah. you can just make a, a prototype. So it's pretty. So it's literally like shop class, but you have access to every high-tech thing ever. So. Uh, nice. I, I, yeah, it's a really cool like, – and, and they have them in like five or six different places that I'm performing. So then I got excited. I'm like, cool, I'm going to go. I'm going to make me some Chinese throwing stars in every city I go to. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, so then I get back to my room, long story short, and I go to write out my book. And then for the rest of the night, I think about what I would make at, at that place. Yeah, good lord. Do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. thinking of all these ideas, you know. I, I yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's kind of like the like in uh, what's that Christmas movie where they, they the 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 kid wants to be a dentist, but he's making all the toys. <laughs> yeah. It's like you got your own toy factory or something. So that's Tech Shop. If it's in your area, check it. I mean, it's it's it seems like a pretty cool. When we used to do the podcast out of that Go Work place, uh-huh. um, it, it's that same vibe, but it's people who act, the the people who made the square. You know the square right. that you charge stuff on? Yeah. They created the square at the tech shop. Oh, cool. So the dude went in there with the, the plastic and was messing around with plastics and etched it and go, hey, this is what it would probably look like and stuff like that. So we, awesome. should, make a, we should make a project, dude. All right. Let's think about it. will be that. for the next podcast. All right. We'll think about a project. <laughs> All right, bud. Uh, as always, uh, you know, be safe on the road. Everyone should watch Are You Faster Than a Redneck on Redneck or Redneck, depending. Uh, yeah, it's Redneck. <laughs> Are You Faster Than a Redneck? Although the guy who does the, uh, the voiceover for the Speed Network, he's like a professional voiceover guy. Yeah. He sounds like this. That, was it that older guy that was announcing? No, no, that's, this is some other guy, uh, some younger dude. But he pronounces Redneck, Redneck. He's like, uh, next time on Are You Faster Than a Redneck? <laughs> 
I'm like, what? Why can't you say neck? It's neck, redneck. Anyway, hey, by the way, did, obviously not a redneck because he can't say the word redneck. Did you hear anything about that audition we went on? Did you get an official no yet? I have not got an official no, but the, I've I've kind of. I've got Ray's number, Ray Oldhaffer, old which is Adam Carolla's buddy, right? Right. Who was super um, funny. At the... Super funny, super cool. Did he get in And I, I, well, because I'm getting ready to go on Adam Carolla's podcast tomorrow night, um, live, the live version at Amalfi. But anyway, I text him. I was like, hey, buddy, I'm going to be on Adam's show. Are you coming? He goes, I am now. And then I said, we started tweet, you know, talking about the, the audition, and uh, he hadn't heard anything. But then he said, no, I, this just in. I did hear something. Uh, they still haven't. Uh, they're not finished editing what they want to present to the History Channel, so that's not done yet. But they really liked him, so I haven't heard anything. I'm pretty sure I didn't get it, but yeah, I didn't either. He's gonna yeah. be on it. Hey, do you want me to make a guess right now? Uh, well, I'm gonna guess. So we won't even say the name, so we can say like names of people. And no one knows what show we're talking about. Right, but we're both gonna say Ray, and then we're gonna pick Ray. a comic. I'm gonna say uh, Brian Kalen. Yeah, he's very manly. And those two. And well spoken and funny. Did- yeah, 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 and he's, yeah, exactly. He's never at a loss for words. Um, and then that, that, that third, who else was in there? That Let's third see. spot is going to be, uh, you know. It could be, uh, God, what's that guy's name from Chelsea that was there? Not uh, Caprilla, but the other redheaded guy. I forgot yeah, his name. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be that guy. Yeah, or, the other, or, or, or Josh. Um, right. The Josh who wears the hat all the time on Chelsea. I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. I've, I've, One of those two guys. Uh, I see your last name. I just can't physically <laughs> bust it out of my head. But Josh, yeah, he's got he's got a, a podcast called Josh and Ross or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys. But I would not us, John Reed. But that's okay. It that's will not okay. be us or John Caparillo. It will not be he, uh, either of us. But we're going to do well in our uh, mall f- uh, slasher film. That's right. We got to think of a name. We'll think of that for next time. Everybody, we appreciate it so much you're listening. Don't forget to go to HeffernAndReap.com. We, we don't have sponsors, but there's some random stuff there that you might be interested in. Click on it. Who knows? You know, whatever. I'm not, Leave us uh, a voicemail on Yeah, there. we like no that. Like, that no one ever – yeah, no one that, – that's why I'm so over-telling anyone to do anything because they listen to it and then uh, they eat carrots and then they move on. So <laughs> every podcast has you go click on something. So we're, you know what? I'm over it. We're, we're Whatever. Just come and see us live and say, hey, uh, everybody, listen uh, – um, John Reap has to go eat and spend time with his lovely lady. I am uh, going to go um, and do the same. And by that, I mean spend time with John Reap's wife. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye, Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show.